Welcome to issue number five of the Dad's Got Issues podcast. Uh, I'm Charlie, and over here next to me is the other dad with issues, Mark. Yeah, welcome back to our listeners, and welcome to all our newest members of DGI Multiverse. If you're just joining us today, this is issue number five. Uh, we are going to dive into our Around the Multiverse uh, show today. Uh, it used to be our opening segment uh, for our much, much longer yeah. version of the DGI podcast. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, good TV, uh, you know, some some good news, uh, lots of cool toys yes. uh, that are coming a out. A lot of good stuff. Uh, so, uh, I guess let's kick it off with, uh, let's kick it off with TV. Uh, Umbrella Academy drops on Netflix, what was that, like two weeks ago? Yeah, last Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I finished it Saturday. Nice. Um, So, obviously, being a big DC guy, I've been a huge fan of all the original content that we're getting on the DC universe. You know, Titans, everybody dog shit all over it, and then it came out, oh, it's so great. Yeah, well, don't talk about shit until you actually see it. Um, Then, uh, obviously, you get Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was great. Can't believe you only got one season of it, but it is what it is. Uh, And then you get Doom Patrol which I don't think anybody in the DC universe other than the people that are big Grant Morrison guys and people that really, really like Doom Patrol or have, like, you know, are invested into the comic have ever really seen it. Doom Patrol was kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy for me. I didn't know what I was getting when I got into it, but mm-hmm. once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is like a good kind of weird. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, then they give you a little bit of face value, put Cyborg involved in it. They tied it into the Titans series and so on and so forth. However, Umbrella Academy. I had no clue what I was getting into. Independent comic. Um, I know it's made Gerald Way. What, what's he? My Chemical Romance? Mm-hmm. Um, he, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken on that, right? Um, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Um, obviously, wild to think a guy you know i've listened i mean i listened to his music growing up you, you know obviously writing comics i mean other people have ventured from their avenues into comics cm punk right, right. for marvel um umbrella academy gets picked up a couple years back from by netflix and they produced the first season and i watch that and i'm like shit man this is the same type of weird right. parallel universe very similar to what we discussed in you know hot off the press um issue three um, on the podcast, big parallel universe guy. I love that idea of like, there's this like time paradox and all this other stuff, like, you know, and so on and so forth. So Umbrella Academy fits that sci-fi mold of the things that I'm kind of into. And then they're all superheroes. Right. Um, obviously I was excited for season two for both Doom Patrol and, and Umbrella Academy. However, Umbrella Academy is just so much better. Well, I think, well, and I mean, DC shouldn't have an excuse of like, well, we don't have the budget to do it. You do have the budget to do it. You have to invest into it. It seemed like there was a bigger budget for season one than season two. Right. And it seems like it was the opposite. Way bigger budget for season two for for Umbrella Academy than season one. The soundtrack is just fucking phenomenal. Yep, it was great. It's very similar. Like, you know, everybody shits on the Suicide Squad movies, but the soundtracks are dope. (laughs) They're always bomb. You're always like, oh, man, this song fits this scene. It's great. Like, Umbrella Academy built on a great story, great acting, great show concept with good music. Like, they just continue to do the right things. Well, and they continue to build on their, on the characters, right? Because, like, 
season one, you know, you're especially when you're it's a brand new uh, world for you, right? Yeah. You're trying to figure out the characters, and you know, like early on, like you know, you're like, oh, this character sucks. Like they don't really do anything. They're not important yeah. or whatever. Um, but by the end of season one, you know, you've kind of come around. Season two made me go and appreciate. All, all of them, them. yeah, for, for what they are and what they and, offer. And it's crazy, like, you know, we talked about Undiscovered Country a couple issues back, uh, you know, how, like, when, when, you're, when you're writing and developing and planning things, you're like, oh, you know, this, this is a cool, like, alternate universe type story, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Umbrella Academy comes out. And you got to understand, this production wrapped probably a year ago, mm-hmm. maybe more, who knows? Uh, I mean, somebody knows. It's, it's probably online. But, you know, it, it, wrapped, it wrapped up way before current events were currently happening. And then you watch Umbrella Academy. And it's like you're watching, like, you're watching live news. Like, right. you know, like the, you know, what's her name? Um, Allison? Yes. Well, no, is Allison the violent? The, the uh, uh, Vanya. Va- so you have Vanya, Allison, Allison's the one with the, the, the uh, rumor. Yeah, rumor. So Allison, obviously, you know, they get put right in the midst of the civil rights era. Right. You know, they're, she's leading the sit-in at the diner and all this. You know, and, like, you're seeing, all, you're like, man, like, there's a lot of, like, realism in this, like, yeah. what's going on now. But to be that topical, like, with a show that you wrapped production probably over a year ago with is incredible. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like I said, you know, obviously we're not very political driven here, but like living in, I do like that sense of realism sometimes in the stories of, of the unbelievable that we watch or, or read or whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as Doom Patrol goes, I mean, obviously we're, we're kind of, I'm, 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 I'm doing a versus type here. I told Charlie I wanted to, 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 to really dissect Umbrella Academy in the sense of it comparing it to Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is just fucking weird. Yeah. It's getting, too, it's just too weird. And it, maybe it's just too weird for me, and you love it, and that's cool. That's your cup of tea. But Grant Morrison is weird. Yes. But, like, so. you know, like, obviously, I, you know, I talk to Steven regularly, and he, me and him both are big DC guys. So we, we talked about this whole thing with, with Doom Patrol, and like, because we were both big fans of the first season. Had a very heavy LGBTQ, and still does, but like, you know, focused on that a lot, which, for, you know, is important for Steven. And it's important for me. He's my best friend. You know, it's a community that I, I wholeheartedly support. And it's cool to see it posterized on such a, a prominent, you know, series. But, like, it's just weird. Like, the, I don't get the whole Dorothy multiple monster personality type deal. Like, you know, I, I love Brendan. I love the main characters. I love Brendan Fraser's, you know, Robot Man. I love, you know, all the other, you know, weirdness that they bring. But it's just so tough. It's 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 a, it's a tough watch. I can tell you this. I, I've made it through like three or four episodes, and every episode I fall asleep. Hmm. And it, it's I just it's a slow burn for me. It's not as exciting as the first season. Or Umbrella Academy. I literally watched the entire season in twenty four hours. Nice. Um, and, and like I said, I, I enjoyed it. If you haven't watched it, Umbrella Academy is definitely. For me, it's a must-watch. Oh, yeah, if, sure. if, if you haven't watched season one or two, congratulations. You have a lot of television to watch, a g- enjoyable television to watch. Yeah, it's it's good from, from beginning to end. Like, there's, and there, you don't really have an episode where you're like, eh, you didn't need this one. Yeah. Like, it, there, are, there are plenty of shows out there that have those filler episodes. And that, you don't get that. And you don't get that with the Umbrella Academy. So. Um, 
another another TV uh, the DC property on the DC Universe, but also on CW. Stargirl wraps up its first season Monday, so uh, by the time this podcast drops, uh, we'd already had watched it. I can tell you this. I mean, I I know Charlie's not following it as intently as I am, but Stargirl episode to episode is consistently one of the best CW style produced shows that they've made. A lot of people will bitch and gripe and complain that it's a lot of like teenage angst and well, that's what CW does, but they're doing it well enough with a young enough cast that as these heroes mature and they become the full fledged JSA members that we know they should be, it'll be good. And we, we haven't even touched, we haven't even chipped away at the iceberg because HBO max is going to introduce the green lanterns. So that would make me believe at some point in time we will get a green we will get an Alan Scott Green Lantern relative something in Stargirl. We still Dr. Fate's helmet is still sitting unoccupied. So there's there's other characters in the JSA that haven't been brought back to life. We already had Hawkman on CW shows. Right. So Hawkman should be able to come back and be a part of that. Um I, I'm all in on Stargirl, the Stargirl bandwagon. I will be, you know, my daughter loves it. Um, I'm, I'm more than likely going to try and convince my, like I've said it on a couple of issues, you know, I want to, I want to get like a, a show accurate costume and we can go with stripes and, and, and Stargirl for Halloween this year. If we're, we're lucky to get a Halloween, um, highlighted some other things throughout the last two weeks on our Instagram as far as television goes, uh, The Mandalorian gets its its debut date, October 7th. Yep, which should be awesome. And in that poster, uh, you see there's Captain Rex yes. is involved. Uh, you see uh, Bo-Katan. Yep. Which there was a lot of speculation about, uh, you know, is the armorer Bo-Katan? Yeah. And based off of this... and. This was a legitimate poster drop, right? This wasn't... I don't know. The, the one we shared, I think, might be a fan poster okay. just because I don't think there's been any images of... What's the chick? Oh, okay. What's uh, oh, uh, the one Ahsoka. from... Yeah, there hasn't been any oh, okay. promotional... So, then, so maybe we're getting these characters. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but if we do get them, I'm, you know, I'm already yeah. on board, right? But yeah. it would be awesome if they um, were part of it. And then also uh, highlighted the Todd McFarlane documentary that uh, debuted on Sci-Fi. It's available on demand and uh, through their uh, app. Uh, well, and also we got more of Cybertron, which we really didn't promote, but uh, that is dropped on Netflix. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's six, six episodes, I think. Something along those lines, yeah. yeah. I mean, Netflix is definitely dabbling more. I mean, losing the Marvel properties, things like that. They got to start going after some other titles, things that people are interested in, and some other brands. Uh, Mask of Phantasm from from Batman actually left um, HBO Max and went to Netflix, so it's available on Netflix for anybody that wants to watch a classic. Um, but like I said, you know, the Todd McFarlane documentary. Uh, I watched it; it's great. It's a good look into Todd McFarlane's rise in the in the industry and. It did give me a little bit of a different level of respect for him. I've always kind of thought it was weird. Like, he does a lot of crowdfunding and things like that. For for a guy that owns his company and the company we know makes good money, they have a massive deal with DC now for their toys and things like that. But he he's done it his way his entire career, and he's gotten to the point that he's been at. And, like, you know, he's filed for bankruptcy and survived and done all the things he's done. Man, good on him. It was a great documentary. Him, He's so passionate about the comic industry and, 
comic creators owning their content and doing, you know, basically not being the bottom, not adding to the bottom line for some major conglomerate somewhere. Um, I ran through Cursed, which is a Frank Miller um, novel that Netflix turned into an original series. Uh, it's kind of like a retelling of the Knights of the Round Table. You get, you know, Arthur and Merlin and um, Sir Lancelot and all these. It's weird. It's another weird show. Um, it's cool if you like like the Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards and stuff. Like I'm, I'm kind of into that. You know, I was a big Lord of the Rings kid growing up, and you know, I liked all that shit. So, it was a good, good watch. I think it's only ten episodes, eight episodes, something like that. It's got the girl Hannah Baker from Thirteen Reasons Why. Here, so here's my thing. I've always been a fan of medieval, medieval history, medieval stories. You know, yeah. the, the whole Camelot. You know that. Anything to do with knights and, and that kind of stuff. For some reason, because you, you brought up Lord of the Rings, I'm like, I can never get into it. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely a cup of tea. I didn't get into the Hobbit movies. The original Lord of the Rings movies are definitely my, my jam. Well, and I think that's part of it is uh, the, only, the, the only book that I had read out of that whole series was The Hobbit. And I'm like, nope. I, yeah, I Lord of the Rings is much more interesting. Actually, reading Lord of the Rings is what got me into advanced English when I was in elementary <laughs> school. Because that was, that was right around the time Lord of the Rings came out, was when I was like, you know, elementary school, started middle school. So, you know, I was reading the books. Like, when, during reading time, when other kids are getting like three, four, you know, you know, three, four chapter books, I was pulling out these thick novels from, you know, Tolkien and that got me, you know, got me pushed up a, a reading like class. Um, being an overachiever. Yeah, super overachiever. <laughs> um, then other news, obviously, we cover wrestling. Um, I'm a big sports guy, so is Charlie, uh, but we don't really talk much about sports. But the XFL being given a death nail via COVID, Vince going bankrupt and doing all the stuff that he did after working so hard to bring it back, and me personally watching it and enjoying it. Yeah, I, I really, it. really, really like the XFL presentation was great rules were cool they were doing all the right things that they didn't do the first time and then COVID hit and just shit all over it yep well goes into bankruptcy court and the rock being the fucking rock goes in with a financial group it's seven and a half million dollar investment he is now a co-owner of the xfl it was it was i think final was 18 million for the for the entire league yeah so it comes out it comes out to 18 million the rock seven the rock seven and a half million investment makes him i think a 50 percent owner yeah which is it's funny because I don't know if you ever did you ever watch Ballers on HBO? No. So if you just want to watch The Rock become the XFL owner, just watch Ballers. Because essentially you go through all the whole show, the last season, he ends up buying ownership in the Kansas City Chiefs, his character, and ends up being a part of the ownership of the NFL. And it's just crazy like to think like only only the fucking Rock <laughs> yeah. could be part owner of a football fucking league that Whatever. Well, that's like a bargain basement price too. Yeah, like, I'm like seven. Shit, I could have raised seven and a half million. I didn't realize that it was going to cost that much. Yeah, if, I, if somebody said, "Hey, man, you can buy a, a property that is already established, that already yeah. has a history behind it, and TV rights and right. stadium leases and all the other stuff for fifteen. I can't believe the NFL didn't buy it. Yeah, well, uh, the NFL's got their own stuff um, going on right but, now. Whatever. Uh, that that kind of... That's cool. I, I think yeah. that's cool. I th I'm glad that The Rock's involved with it. Um, and Because, you know, him, you know, him and obviously Vince are obviously good with one another. And yeah. Brock will kind of understand that vision 
of what? Yeah. The, the thing is, is the XFL, there's nothing, there's not much to fix. So don't go in and start tinkering and trying to be different. Right. Do what they were doing and continue to do it and do it well. That's all you got to do. Just yeah. continue to do what you were doing. Bring all the people back in and assure them that this shit's not going to fold again. Right. That's it. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on from TV, that kind of wraps up what we wanted to talk about there. Uh, moving on to movies. Um, we have a bunch of different you know, different things that, you know, we've highlighted over the last couple of weeks. Um, Scream 5 obviously was green lit a little over, what, a year ago. Um, and uh, David Arquette was attached to it to reprise his role, which is kind of funny because, like, we obviously follow wrestling and he's been doing a lot of these crazy-ass independent deathmatch type things. But obviously David Arquette, he's a 90s, you know, cult classic phenomenon. He, he, he's been a part of countless, you know, franchises and whatnot. Um, but as ex-wife gets back involved, Courtney Cox comes back uh, to reprise her role. And like I said, you know, I like horror movies. Mm-hmm. I, I like slashers, classics. We highlight it, you know, the Halloween franchise getting postponed, pushed back. Um, but to go back to the, you know, the Woodsboro one more time, eh, whatever, I'm cool. I'm down with it. The last one was good. Yeah. I like, so Scream got really campy and really weird after the first, like, you got Scream 1 and 2 were, were decent, and then, you know, the couple after, you know, 3 was kind of, uh, and then 4, like I said, I, I didn't mind 4 because it was just getting back to what Scream was known for. Um, but like I said, then bringing back Courtney Cox, getting David Arquette back, and they're talking about bringing, um, what's the, the chick that plays the main character? Um, Son of a biatch. Give me one second. <laughs> See, I wasn't ever a big uh, Scream fan, right? Like, well, I think it's generation to generation. You know what I mean? Uh, Nev Campbell coming back to play okay. Sydney. Um, like, your generation grew up on the, the original slashers. You had the Freddy, Michael, Jason, Chucky. Chucky right. Like, you had those. Where Scream, for us, was essentially the only slasher really came that came out in the 90s and it played on all the camp of the 80s originals just through the twist into it that like you know this is just just somebody that's inherently obsessed with with that type of that type of horror you know just reenacting the you know the 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 genre essentially in real life well like i said i'm excited uh Horror doesn't really die. Like, when you have a fan base, they're, 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 it, it, when it becomes a cult classic like Scream, you can make a thousand ghost face movies. You know, they did the TV show on MTV, which I actually didn't mind. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, but, you know, you can make a thousand Scream movies, and they're, they're always going to do, do decent enough to make another one. Um, but the thing is, is at some point, your originals aren't going to want to come back. You're not going to get the David Arquette's. You're not going to get the Courtney Cox, the Nev Campbell's. You're not going to get these people back in time in and time again. At some point, they're going to be like, okay, what's done is done. I'm done with it. Or, and, you know, there might be a long enough break like you get with Halloween where Jamie Lee Curtis is like, you know what? Nah, I'll step back into it. Yeah. And she's delivering. That last what Halloween was great. What else does she have to do? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Besides make Activia commercials. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. So we also got uh, Patty Jenkins uh, saying that she, after Wonder Woman, the third or the third Wonder Woman, uh, that she's going to be stepping down. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't mind it. I mean, it's very Christopher Nolan esque of like I don't want to continue to be the you know be the dead horse. 
But she's done such a good job. And you know what's crazy? She's done such a good job. Well, so I'll hold out hope on this one, though. She said she's probably done. Well, this is my thought process. How many times have we seen Marvel? Like, okay, well, this movie did really good. Oh, the second one did really good. Oh, the third one did really good. Why don't you head our, our, our department? Why don't you head, why don't you head the, 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 the film division for us? You've done such a good job. Your direction is clearly, it's clear. Why don't, why don't you continue it for us? If they did that, I mean, DC continues time and time again to show like where Marvel kind of lacked in the diversity or like the gentrification, like as far as getting women out in the f- forefront, like, okay, we're, we're going to do a, we're going to do a Wonder Woman movie. We're going to give a female lead superhero movie, and it's going to be directed by a female director. If they were like, okay, well, we're going to give the reins to the DC film universe to a female, that's something that I think would set a lot of precedents. It would, yeah. it would in, maybe she doesn't do a good job. Maybe she does. I don't know. But I can tell you this to this point, I haven't had, a, we haven't had, we've only had one Wonder Woman, but it wasn't disappointing. No, it was it was it was good, it, and it did well at the box office, and it resonated with fans to the point that now that 80, like eighty four continuously getting pushed back isn't going to hurt it. It just makes fans want to see it more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every time that it, it's like you see something for eighty four, you just get more and more excited for it. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping that you know that nothing gets spoiled between now and when we can actually see it because yeah because of just the weight way things like the way things get dis- uh, distributed right because toys yeah. come out or or posters or books or, yeah, or i have to get the whole line i only have a couple of the funkos from that uh, i'm gonna wait for them to get discounted a little bit and then <laughs> buy them i mean i don't display like i have her displayed she's actually behind you next to kid flash um I only I only display one or two from the movie because the movie lines come out with like fifteen pops. Right. So I won't display them all, but then I'll put I'll put the rest of them away in the vault and just have them so I have the number. Um, we get death in the family again. Yeah. Um, but now, <laughs> I you know people are bitching they're like oh they're just gonna take old footage and new footage and do and I'm like I'm watching the 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 commercial or the trailer for it. The Batman's completely fucking different. Like the whole the whole style stylization is is for the most part is different so don't you're not going to sit here and tell me it's the same thing that we've already seen in under the red hood yeah they're probably taking a lot of under the red hood animation and scenes and things like that and kind of meshing it in later but them giving us the ability to be like he dies he lives or this happens or this happens or that happens that's pretty cool yeah because now I can watch that movie. Like, that's not going to be like a one-time purchase, one-and-done watch, and then I just move on with my life. That's going to be like, all right, I'm going to watch it, you know, today and do it this way. And then I guarantee you there's – even if there's five cutscenes with three different options, you get 15 different – you could get potentially 15 – you get 15 options per watch. Yeah. That's unlimited. I mean, you're, you're talking hundreds of thousands of er- – of, of probably hundreds or a couple – at least a couple hundred different endings you could probably potentially get. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you run it through. You, you like this is the story I know. This is what I'm going to run through, and then all right, now let me deviate from that and let's yeah. see if I choose this. Where does the story go? Yeah, what's the difference? And that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, last up is uh, the Deathstroke uh, Knights and Dragons, and so this was supposed to be a TV show. Yeah, uh, through CWC. We we highlighted this about you know death. It was supposed to be on the seed and. Yeah, and they, they did one episode, and then that was it. 
Yeah. And it was like, well, I thought we were going to get more. So what it looks like is they said, all right, we're going to scrap that. Um, we're going to use that first footage from that first episode or, or a good portion of that first episode. And we're going to add like another hour to it. Yeah. And we're going to make another movie or we're going to make a movie um, that I guess probably what was supposed to be spread out across all those episodes in yeah. a story arc. They're just turned, excuse me, they're just going, here it is in a probably less than two hours, but yeah, somewhere in that ballpark uh, type movie. And it's like, okay. I mean, for those of us that have watched that first episode, it's going to be, well, yeah. I've seen this, but yeah. uh, the, the payoff, you know, will probably be, um, you know, uh, pretty good. It's from, from what they were telling, because basically what we were getting with uh, Knights and Dragons was, the uh, establishment of Jericho and uh, Wade Wilson's uh, uh, origin story, yeah, and and that, and you're finding out who Deathstroke is, uh, but not setting him up as a villain, setting him up as uh, an antihero. Yeah, I mean, uh, just setting him up as as the mercenary that he is, right? And, and basically fighting to get his his family back right. underneath of him, and um, so. Like I said, I, I'm excited for both. DC, like I said, we, we obviously we covered uh, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War in our last uh, issue number two. Um, I'm excited for the future of the DC animated universe. I think, you know, these movies coming in as like one-offs, things like that. I don't think they're going to affect a long-term booking or a long-term arc. But we'll see. I mean, you never know. I mean, these could end up being, you know end up being the future of the of the franchise yeah um it's uh, it, we're getting something deathstroke so for me like it doesn't matter like if it's good or bad or anything like i want it to be good but it's deathstroke so yeah i'm i'm on board yeah i mean it's similar like i said the death in the family like even if it ends up being the same shit i've al- already seen uh, it's batman i'm gonna watch it right um but like i said you're gonna get you know Apparently, we're supposed to be getting other animated movies down the line. We're supposed to get, you know, the Superman, Man of Tomorrow is supposed to come out this year. Um, the Long Halloween for Batman is supposed to be making its debut. Uh, we already got Apocalypse War and Red Sun, so on and so forth. So as long as DC keeps churning out two, three animated movies a year, I'll, I'll be happy. Yep. Uh, like I said, they, they've never, the animated movies have never done me wrong. Um, and then Charlie uh, actually was able to come across this, but... Just this past week, it looks like Jurassic World uh, Dominion is officially yeah, it's underway. Getting, Production is, is started. Yeah, um, uh, and we're getting, you know, uh, some originals back in there. Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious to see how that all plays out because we're getting, it, you know, you still have Chris Pratt and, and the, the Jurassic World people that we know yeah. mixing with the Jurassic Park people that we know. Uh, and grew up on and, and were fans of, so... Yeah, and I've enjoyed the Jurassic World uh, franchises, so I don't mind the idea, but like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm peaked. My, my, my interest is peaked. It's more, more so for this than Lost World. Yeah. A um, lot, so, like, those ones from, you know, what was that, late 90s, uh, early 2000s, yeah. where, where you had the Lost World and... Jurassic Park 3, like, yeah. 
they weren't great movies, but no. they were they were they using were the property. Yeah, they were clearly either cash grabs or just they were trying to trying to maintain the licensing, so they had to keep making the movies. Right. Um, we're also getting DC Fandom um, next week. Um, and they, they fucking rolled out a list of hitters, man. All the Suicide Squad people. Uh, they finally uh, teased who was playing who in uh, the birthday shout-out for, for the director, for, uh, J- for James Gunn. Um, so it looks like Iris Elba is going to play Bronze Tiger. Um, it looks like, uh, what's his name? Creepy-looking dude. He's, 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 every, he's a bad guy in every movie that he's always in, and he's going to play Polka Dot, uh, Polka Dot Man. Um, they didn't really give you the teaser what Cena's going to be doing, but I, somebody, I think somebody sees he's playing, um, what's his name? It's like the American Eagle or some shit like that. Um, and obviously, the uh, fandom dropped a teaser for The Rock. Apparently, the Rock they're going to reveal The Rock as Black Adam, like what he's going to look like. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a lot of cool shit coming out of the DC fandom event. So just dcfandom.com. Uh, it's basically like their panels that were going to happen in San Diego and stuff, they're obviously adding way more onto it all. Like the Flash cast will be there. I think Stargirl's cast. And basically, they're just going to be doing live Q&As through the website as long as you sign up. Yeah. I, so, like, I'm uh, I'm excited for a Black Adam movie. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I want to see a continuation of the Shazam movie. What I would like is is DC to to not give up on what they've already established. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of keep that, keep the continuity to an extent. Uh, but yeah, if, if you have to recast somebody, okay. But maybe the Snyder Cut will uh, will salvage. Well, you're getting you're, getting, you're going to get a Snyder Cut preview too at Fandom. Yeah. So. Um, he came out and said uh, Zack Snyder teases mind blowing uh, sneak peek, and then obviously he he dropped on a uh, he dropped an image of. His version of Steppenwolf, where it was more alien and less human, which was the original design, which fans were excited for, instead of what we ended up getting as Steppenwolf. Um, but like I said, there's a there's a lot of hype around the upcoming Snyder Cut, so hopefully, you know, hopefully <laughs> it, it delivers. And then there was uh, the Reynolds Cut for Green Lantern that also just came out. I don't know if you saw that. The what? Ryan Reynolds took. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So somebody was saying that he in in the the Snyder cut he was gonna play Hawkman, and I was like, what? Yeah. Why? What the fuck would he play Hawkman? Just yeah. put him back as Green Lantern. Right. Like it's as bad as the movie was. Let's fucking redeem. Every other movie's been bad to this point apparently to every other fucking critic in the world. Right. And it was funny because, like you said, you know, you've went back and rewatched it, and like, yeah, is it campy? Is it bad at times? Sure, but there is a lot still good about that Green Lantern movie they could have continued to explore. Yeah, the biggest the biggest problem with that movie was that you tried to cram three different story arcs into a two-hour movie. And yeah. I mean, very similar to BBS. Yeah. Um, so. so, like I said, I mean, that's that's a, a lot of a lot of the, the movie news as far as that goes. Um, like I said, there's a lot going on even though the movies aren't open. Yeah. Um, so, at the end of the day, you know, I... I Hollywood moves on. Show must go on. So it is what it is. Yep. And then, uh, then we get the toys that go along with it. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Well, we got some uh, Funko stuff coming out. Uh, you mentioned Black Adam, so we're getting a Black Adam Funko Pop. Yeah. Uh, and a Brainiac Funko Pop. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, and then DC is is cranking out some uh, Christmas style uh, Funkos. Funkos, which you know. 
it kills me because I, I collect every one, one, one of every number in the line, so I'm going to have to buy them. Okay. But my thought process was I'm not going to display them at all. Like, I'm not out of box, not, you know, I'll keep them in box until the holidays. And when holidays comes around, I'll pull them out and I'll display them. They'll just be like, they'll just be basically be decorations. Right. But I'll have the numbers, I'm just not going to have them out. Um, there are some exclusives, like Target's getting the, the Freeze Meister Joker, which is pretty cool. I mean, there are some, they did do some cool variations. It wasn't just like Batman holding a candy cane. He's like Batman in like a full, like, night, like, uh, What's it? Uh, the a Christmas Carol or whatever right. style Batman, you know. So, am I ecstatic that I'm getting all these extra pops I got to buy that are bullshit? No, but at the same time, it could be Peppa Pig, which I heard was a rumor at one point that we're going to be Peppa Pig shit in the Heroes line, and I was like, motherfuck me! I already got all these <laughs> bullshit ass domos. I don't need another stupid kids line. Yeah, well, uh, all I know is. That's your problem, sir, and, yes. and not mine. That's still, still, still hanging on uh, to just action figures and co- uh, comic books and collectibles. Yeah, and uh, and obviously sticking real quick with Funko, you're also going to get finally. I mean, Simpsons was such a limited line, and now it seems like it, it with with Disney owning the property. Clearly, yeah, uh, they're blowing it out the door. So now you're going to get a bunch of Treehouse of Horror uh, pops, which would be cool if the next limited pop that's like worth a shit ton of money would be a Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors New York Comic Con exclusive because New York happens usually during October. Obviously, this year it's kind of a drag because there is no New York Comic Con. Right. Um, but doesn't mean, I mean, Funko can't continue to do great fucking work with their bullshit website like they always do. Fucking ass wipes. Yeah. Um, but like I said... You know, it is what it is. I, I, I think the Treehouse of Horror Funko Pops are going to be pretty cool. Um, I think there's one, like, they're all from, like, the iconic scenes. However, being from Baltimore, there's an Edgar Allan Poe exclusive, like, Bart. It's Bart as a as a raven. Okay. On the top of a, a, a set of books, it says Edgar Allan Poe. So I was like, ah, I might get that one. Like, I don't even have the Edgar Allan Poe. The actual pop. pop, but the 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 because it'd just be a, it's just a cool little pop you could put like you know on your desk or something like and it has it has a Baltimore feel to feel it. to it. Yeah, uh, let's see. Well, you mentioned iconic scenes and stuff, so that transitions well into uh, Rogue uh, in her uh, green outfit because uh, when when Rogue was introduced, she was introduced in a um, in an Avengers comic, ironically. Uh, and uh, shows up and uh, takes the powers away from uh, the weakest character in the Marvel Universe in, in Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. I know, I just upset a bunch of Marvel fans. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a fan, man. Never have been. No, no matter what version of Captain Marvel there is. The only Captain Marvel that actually matters to me or, uh, or uh, is uh, Shazam. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the real Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, but you're getting, we're getting uh, Rogue and Pyro, uh, two-pack uh, Marvel Legends. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'll add that just for the Rogue. Um, I, I think Pyro will be a good add if they ever do uh, a Typhoon, uh, typhoon um, character yeah. uh, figure. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Transformers uh, is uh, releasing some uh, really nice... Expensive, uh, expensive uh, figures f- uh, for their uh, War on Cybertron uh, line. So we're getting an Optimus Prime 
and uh, a Megatron, and they're going to be die cast. Yep. Um, you know, they're going to have plenty of accessories and everything. So, three zero Hasbro and three zero teaming together for it, right? Yeah, uh, and one hundred eighty a piece. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? Like the just the look of them, the the. I feel like that's that's worth the. It says a hundred hundred. The article I read said one hundred eighty dollars is a lot to ask for an Autobot and Decepticon stuck in bot modes. Yeah, I think that they're. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they're obviously capitalizing on the release of the show. Yeah, absolutely. it's smart. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Well, we kind of already talking about Wonder Woman eighty four and, and stuff coming out. So the Barbies have started showing up. Uh, in, in stores. Yeah. Um, so you'll be able to grab those for your daughter. Do we know if the cheetah has a Barbie or not? Yes, she does. Is it her in full cheetah outfit? Mm-hmm. Oof, that's a, that's a major spoiler. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen much, so yeah. you don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a fucking Barbie, so it's not really that super detailed. Yeah, it's... But it's, it's in looking at... Because I saw photos of it, and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm sure the real version looks way better. I mean, obviously, I mean... We're not. We're going to talk a little bit about it, but not a ton about. I mean, we're not big, big video game guys anymore. Like I play, I play Nintendo Switch way more than I play anything else, and I usually do that, you know, while I'm at work with <laughs> shift mates. But my thing is, is, you know, obviously with PlayStation, everything coming out, you know, that you get PS5 in the winter, you're getting Xbox. What is it? I don't even know. Yeah. What the, I don't even know, know what the new Xbox yeah, is called. I'm not an Xbox guy. I'm a PS5, a PS guy. Um, so my thing is, is you know, but I. I'm a big Halo guy. I love Halo. So that's got me on the edge of considering getting both systems because they're, they're coming out with the first, like, real Halo-based Halo in forever where it's going to harken back to, like, the original, like, multiplayer online, really deep story mode and that type of stuff. Um, Jazzwares, Halo, um, the Spartan Master Chief, Spartan Mark V, and Cat B320 figures are also um, being released as a as in kind of injunction with the new Xbox being released. Um, any, they're, they're supposed to come out. Um, they were first revealed in Toy Fair 2020, and then they are supposed to be hitting shelves around mid-October for about 20 bucks a piece. And pretty pretty cool. I mean, I'm not a big ha- – I'm, I'm, I don't have any Halo figures, so to speak. I do have a Halo pop, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it. It's got to be up there in the, the Funko. Yeah, there show. it is. I see it. It's yeah. right next to your Wonder Woman. Two-pack. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the, the gamer edition, the, the one that where he's, he's, with the, he's got the cloak. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I grew up countless hours playing Halo, so it's, it's pretty cool to see that they're getting new toys. My, my nephews actually do enjoy Halo, too. And when we go out, I ended up buying my one for his birthday, like an actual Halo helmet. Like, it's legit. Like, it came with, like, a stand and stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, it's pretty cool to see that starting to get a little bit more representation in the um, in the toy market. Yeah, Charlie, um, you know, my oldest, he loves Halo. Yeah. Like, he, he loves playing Halo. Uh, big fan of that. So, uh, I'm sure that he will be excited to see the new stuff coming out. Um, we also, within the last two weeks, I don't know if I mentioned this one. Did I mention this the last issue? Um... I don't believe it did. No, uh, Stan Lee is getting a nice uh, statue from Iron Studios. Big Iron Studios statue guy. I think they make really good quality stuff. Uh, I've had an had an issue with a statue from them, a Batman statue. I got two two straight statues that were broke. And Sideshow has such a shit return policy; it takes them weeks to respond to you. That I ended up having to keep the one statue, but 
You're getting two versions. You get a regular version where it's just Stanley standing on like what looks like some wooden comic boxes, and then you get a deluxe version where he's still standing on those those boxes, but now it has like the Marvel Comics logo, the X Men logo. You get a Thor, um, Captain America, and Iron Man helmet underneath of him, and he's actually got his hand in the the Spider Man web slinger pose. Nice. Obviously, not a big Marvel guy, but I respect Stan's contributions to you know to the culture and you know his his legacy. So it's a pretty cool statue for any of you Marvel guys or fanatics out there. Um, the retail version for the deluxe statue is only 160 bucks, which is relatively cheap for an Iron Studio slash sideshow type deal. And then you also get 110 bucks for the standard version. So not too bad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So, oh, uh, with wrestling stuff, uh, we're fi- AEW uh, merchandise is yes. starting to show up. Uh, found the uh, AEW championship uh, in store. Yes. And, uh, I, like seeing it, like you know, I was like, ah. I was excited to find it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is still a kid's toy and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's not made for you know collectors, so to speak. Um, but it will be collectible. If this yeah. company ends up being the next like WWE where they're sustainable for the next 30, 40 years, if you have that belt in your collection and you didn't take it out of the box and it actually holds up and doesn't deteriorate over time, that's going to be something that's going to be some worth some money someday. Yeah, so it's, I mean, the quality of it is, is exactly what you would expect from a kid's championship belt. Yeah. Uh, but like from a collector standpoint, like you're looking at, it, you're like, yeah, the yellow. Yeah, like, there's stuff that was off. Yeah, you said the yellow and the gold were a little off. So, but but it, you know, it was. I still picked it up. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that that says that you know it is something worth worth grabbing, um, especially if you're a fan of of AEW. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen the ring. You know, the ring showed up. I haven't seen any figures yet. Um, so I'm, I'm so a, b- a bunch of them have been hitting stores. I mean, uh, th- th- definitely weren't concurrent with the ring slash belt release to go with the figures, but they are hitting stores. I know a lot of the people who did the pre-order through Ringside um, okay. got theirs, and a lot of the people uh, weeks ago got the, the Chris Jericho bubbly figure that sold out, which I wish I would have known actually came in a bottle of bubbly. Yeah, like it came in like the bottle housing. I would I would have probably ordered that if I'd have known that. Um, then Charlie shared through Instagram, um, we're getting two uh, new two-packs through the Elites line, uh, Triple H in China. Uh, this is probably the first time in, fuck, it's, it, a while that China's been well, produced. For, for yeah, um, the last time she would have been produced was probably when the license was still with Jax. Yeah. So this is the first time through. Midnight. And then you got, you also have Bret Hart and Goldberg uh, in a two-pack, which is kind of a fucking <laughs> shot in the dark for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, WWE's slowly but surely releasing figures and people and things like that that you didn't think were going to be released. So, I mean, you get an opportunity to get them while they're, they're still part of the line. You might as well. Who knows how long, you know, China or Lori's family allow that to, you know, to happen or how, you know, how exclusive that Nitro set will be for, you know, Brett and, and Goldberg. Yep. And then um, switching to uh, Disney stuff. Uh, well, first I'll hit on the the Galaxy's Edge because that's I mean that's Star Wars, but it's still yeah. not Disney. Uh, because Galaxy's Edge is is part of the Star Wars uh, parks. Uh, so continued partnership with Target. Uh, they actually sent out a uh, lightsaber builder kit. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So because at, at Galaxy's Edge, like they have the Sally's Workshop. Where yeah, you where you can spend thousand, uh, fucking. A, 
small fortune to get a to get a fucking plastic like, lightsaber. Right. Well, no, it's super awesome and made of metal, and it probably will someday actually work. Anyway, yeah. um, dude, I'm I'm one of those people that spend that money. Uh, so, but there is a uh, like a blade builder version, you know, yeah. kid version, um, that you can pick up. So, uh, not the same, but similar. Yeah. Right? And so it gives kids... Especially something. now when you can't get to the parks and stuff. It's something you can bide your time with and be like, oh, well, one day when we get there, I'll, I'll I'll use your college fund to buy a good one. Yeah. Uh, or, um, you know, that, that this is what you buy and say, instead of building that one, here's one that you can play with yeah. and, and do it that way. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure Ty and, and Cam will, yeah. will dig it. Uh, and then, yeah, keeping the Disney theme, uh, Disney Ultimates figures uh, dropping in. Uh, well, you're, they're up for pre-order, but it's September 2021 yeah. when they actually release. Yeah. I mean, Disney's collectible. doesn't matter what it is. You can make Disney fucking toilet paper. It's going to be collectible. That's true. So, I mean, it's worth the 45 bucks if you're, gonna, if you're into it. Go out and grab it. Especially with the news that this there's going to be a live action Pinocchio movie coming yeah. out, so yeah, well, because they announced the three, right? They did uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Mickey, yeah. right from from Fantasia, uh, Pinocchio, and then Prince John. And I'm like, well, if you're doing Prince John, then I can only anticipate that you're going to do a Robin Hood as well. Yes. So, um, I mean, that kind of ra- that kind of summarizes what's happened toy wise in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I think, you know. I, I'm if you follow our page, I'm a big chalk line uh clothes collector. I fat thumb the wall the Rawler's war shorts. I have smalls and those. So if anybody is looking for a pair of small Rawler's <laughs> war shorts, uh hit up hit up the podcast, uh fifty bucks, I'll ship them out to you. Um I was able to snag the Shawn Michaels uh Texas uh shorts, which I'm excited about. I'm I'm slowly but surely expanding my, my Shawn Michaels my collection of that. I'm waiting for them to drop the silver and black trunks on the WWE shop because I missed them originally on um the chalk line drop. But those like, are the, those are the Survivor series ones, right? The silver and black are the yeah. yeah, the silver and black are Survivor series and then the uh the Texas or the Royal Rumble, right. um, for when he wrestled with Sid Vicious, right? Um, yeah, like I said, it, I mean that's something that I'm kind of I'm diving into right now. I'm replacing a lot of my gym shorts with their stuff, but they do like satin jackets, basketball jerseys, things like that. But they're they're exclusive. When I, when I mean when they're exclusive, they're exclusive. Like I got like the Eddie Guerrero's. I sacrificed the short size. I went down a size just so I could get a pair. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to get the shorts I want when they drop. But I mean they go. They go fast. I mean, within shit, I went back in 15 minutes after the drop to see if I could get the Stone Cold shorts on the same day as the Royal Rumble. The Texas HBA, they were gone. They weren't even like you couldn't even see that they were sold out. They basically once they they were done, they took them off the site. Um, obviously, some other news that came out uh, suit that dropped. I guess they're dropping concurrent with the DC fandom event is the Suicide Squad game for Rocksteady. So Rocksteady's been working on a DC property for years. And everybody's like, oh, is it a new Batman? Is it a new Superman? Is it a new this? Is it a new that? Oh, well, apparently it's Suicide Squad. And you are going to get Superman in it based off the teaser image, which was Superman with his back turned uh, with the Suicide Squad bullseye logo on his head. So maybe this is DC Gaming's... um, Maybe it's DC Gaming's answer to the Marvel's Avengers game that's coming out or is, is in beta right now and people have been playing and, and losing their shit over. 
I'm cool with a suit. I mean, if if I get the, the original characters, give me Killer Croc, give me Harley Quinn, give me Death uh, Death Shot, and a bunch of those guys, and if I can play as all those characters, I'm down with that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I wish I had more time to game. The last the last true gaming series I I dove into and played consistently was the Arkham series. Yeah, see, uh, I'll go back for earlier to uh, Assassin's Creed. Okay, that I mean, was. Yeah, and they're both open world, and they're both, you know, great, you know, great things. Now, with PS5 coming out, you're going to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. Which I'm huge in. I love the Viking lore. Oh, yeah. So I'm probably going to, if if I have to get the Suicide Squad game, and like, I'm probably going to get that, Valhalla, and then probably the new Madden on PS5, and that'll be my three starter <laughs> games. There you go. But then I'll fucking play them for a week or two each, and then fucking... I have to, you know, get back to real life at some point. Yeah, for me, it's just finding the time. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's with anything that we do. Um, but I mean, ton. Like I said, every week there's more shit coming out. This pandemic clearly isn't slowing down the merchandising market as far as any of these properties go. Um, television, movies, everything is kind of starting to get back to normal. They're starting to reopen production. They announced that Batman will go back into production at some point in the fall. That's why it's been pushed out to next year um i'm okay with it you know there, there's talk obviously tenant got uh postponed to 2021 uh is an idea for warner brothers apparently a movie cost them a shit ton of money but so did wonder woman and wonder woman is supposed to come out on my birthday this year i don't know if that's going to happen because i don't know if we're going to get movie theaters by then and up to the point now i mean fuck it just do it at home release and then you need to just do a re-release of imax well, like, the problem is that you're not just you're not just having to deal with the fans, right? You're having to deal with the the movie theaters, movie theaters yeah. themselves. So, like something I saw recently was like for Universal Pictures, right? So yeah, it, they made the deal with with AMC that right. if you know after a certain amount of time, it's a week and a half, or I'm sorry, three weeks. It's a, uh, uh, Within three weeks of release, is it three weeks? Two and a half weeks. It's like it's like seventeen days or something. It's yeah. Something, because originally AMC wasn't going to show any Universal movies, right? Because they were all pissed off that they took trolls out of theaters. Boo-hoo. Well, boo, yeah, boohoo, fucking who? They did what was right for them because that allowed them to make money. They made just as much money taking trolls and putting it on video on demand as they did if it was in theaters. There are movies where, yes, I will go to the movies to see it. I'm right? not going to see trolls in the theaters. But there are then there's plenty of movies where I'm like, I would rather just sit in my house with my kids. Yeah. And my wife, and watch it here. We, so it, it, you're in the comfort of your own home. You can pause it. You can rewind it. You can have your own snacks and everything. And yeah, because I mean, really, when you get down to it, we're in movie theaters making their money. They're not making it off the movies. No, they're making when you charging you a hundred bucks for a box of pop, a bag of popcorn, and a, and a soda. Right. But like I said, you know, we went we went and saw Frozen two in theaters. My daughter's huge Elsa, Frozen, all that other good shit. Oh, we saw it too. Yeah, it's a fucking train wreck. Like, we took my, my, my wife, myself, my daughter, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and their two boys. Keeping three toddlers wrangled in a movie theater is like herding cats. So for me, it was like, this is, yeah, I got to watch the movie, but I didn't get to enjoy it. Well, and especially that movie, right? It has to be able to keep their attention. Frozen 2 was not a movie that was really yeah. developed for the kids who were probably like, I want to go see, see Frozen, Frozen, right? Yeah. Because they got accustomed to that first Frozen movie, Frozen 2 was more of a grown-up 
And, and my daughter likes Trolls, but I wouldn't have took her to see it. I would have just waited for it to come out on TV or HBO or whatever it's going to come out on and then show it through there. But like I said, you know, we, we rented Sonic the Hedgehog here when the kids, you know, we did, well, we did Scooby-Doo here mm-hmm. and um, same group of kids. We were able to get through the whole movie. Yeah, they get on, they, they run around. Well, we're not distracting people in the movie theater. You know, all our popcorn, everything was already at the house. It's easier. As a parent who appreciates going to the movies without his kids and not being bothered by other people's kids, I appreciate the ability to watch that movie at home with my child within a couple of weeks of release. Yeah. Not having to wait months out the line. Yeah, I, I'm all, I am all for home releases. Like, yeah. Even if that means I've got to wait 17 days, I will wait the 17 days. But if I want to see it, I'll go to the theater. Yeah. You know, Wonder Woman... It deserves a theater watch, but it deserves an IMAX theater watch. Because what did I, what was my last movie I went and seen before the pandemic? Joker? Only The last movie I saw. No, jo- well, Joker came out. Was during, Star Wars. Joker came out during Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah. Star Wars, yeah. I think Star Wars might have been my last one because they came out in what, December? Yeah. Yeah, and I saw that in IMAX. That's absolutely a movie you go see. You have to go see an IMAX. So like that's a thing. Like there's just certain movies that I'm like, you know, you have to see it in IMAX. You got to see it with that 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 Dolby Digital you know, or whatever the fucking surround sound and all the other good shit. But like I said, I think you know, realistically speaking, I think there's a there's enough coming out in the next year. They're gonna have to make decisions. Yeah. Either theaters are gonna have to reopen and people are gonna go in and risk their lives, or put it on demand and let's make let them make the twenty dollars a watch. Because essentially, you know, Wonder Woman, I'll probably watch once or twice. Well, uh, Disney Plus, like with Mulan, they're saying that they'll charge twenty three ninety nine on top of your subscription service. So yeah, so like yeah, Disney. I I've, I have no interest. What was the movie? Mulan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spend thirty dollars on Mulan. No, I'll just wait for it to become free in six months on Disney. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, I think you know that kind of sums up. Everything that's going on, news, media, and everything else-wise, I mean, yep. we're about an hour in for this episode, and this kind of wraps up our, our new weekly scheduling uh, format. If you guys enjoy the three episodes, um, obviously, this is more current eventy. If you would prefer us to do our comics at the end of the week and our current events at the beginning of the week, we're all for it. Um, we do have a plan on launching a YouTube channel here shortly where we're going to do like a midway update type kind of thing where um, DGI TV will be our, our show name and we're going to, you know, drop a Tuesday uh, night kind of weekly update to go over some things that haven't and give you guys kind of a teaser of what we're going to be talking about in the coming week um, and also highlight our, our spotlight issue, which will drop concurrently that Thursday with it during the off week. But um, until then, if you guys have suggestions about things we should be covering or things we should be notified, tag us and stuff on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, um, at DGI Podcast for, for Twitter, um, at Dad's Got Issues Podcast for uh, IG, and then obviously on Facebook you can just search us. And where you can add us as well at, at DGI Podcast through Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh We'll call this one a wrap. Do you have anything else? Nope, I don't have anything else. Uh, We'll see you next time on our uh, spotlight issue next Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. All right. uh, That's all we got. Hit our music.